0: Welcome to the podcast edition of Maximum Growth Live, the number one program for lawyers who want to grow their practices. Each week, our hosts, Seth Price and Jay Ruane. Tackle the fundamental questions about how to grow the profit and profitability of your law firm. To watch the program live, submit your questions and hear the latest episode. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook for our live show. Maximum Growth Live is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media.
1: Hi, and welcome to the new Tuesday show of Maximum Growth Live. And we're doing something special today, something we're gonna be doing on future Tuesday shows, and that is the hot seat. And today in the hot seat, I'm putting my butt in the hot seat. I've got my good friend Nalini right here. And then over there we got Seth. So guys, tell me what's happening today, because I got a brand new website and I think I'm gonna about to get beat up.
2: Well, well, Jay, I, I've known you for a long time. And you you when I met you, you were the king of DUIs in Connecticut and you've continued to expand and build things out. But we've talked about this over time. We do what we love to do. And I geek out on the digital side. And with the help of Nalini, we've scaled that. You know, you've always pushed new ideas and social, but never really bulletproof or fireproofed websites so that when competitors came in, while you may have been top it's more susceptible to to fluctuations. So Absolutely. here we're we're going to look today at a new site you're doing and basically give you a roadmap to say hey, if you want this to become the definitive site for this niche, if you follow these, you know, these ideas this will not only get you to rise over time, but if done right, will bulletproof you from competitors coming in and chopping at your heels.
1: And that's exactly what I'm looking for. You know, it's a brand new site. So let me give you a little backstory to the, for the viewers out there. So this is something that we have thought about in our firm for quite a while. This is not something that we just decided as a pivot in turn or Corona. But what happened was as coronavirus hit, a number of uh, law students Law Schools reached out to us and said, "Hey, all of our law students are losing their jobs this summer. We are willing to pay to place law students with you. And when that happened, I said, "Well, if I have law students, I'm going to have people who can write and who could write content, and this is our most most content heavy, area that we want to get into that we don't already have a content plan for so we decided sort of let's go at it and we decided to build out the site the site is dedicated to doing the niche of professional license defense which is like representing nurses and doctors or plumbers electricians anybody before their state regulatory board who get disciplined for uh, maybe being arrested or um you know having improper records keeping that type of thing. And, and it's a niche that one of the lawyers in my office was interested in getting into already. Uh, and so when Corona hit, when we had this downtime, this chunk of hours to be able to put together the content, we said, let's attack this market because there's going to be something here for us. So um, what we can do, I guess, is let's bring up the website and then I'm just going to sit back and, and, and take the body blows, I guess, right? That's a, the best way to do it. I mean, this is, this is you know, I'd I, I like to think that we do things right, but uh, I'm sure there's always stuff that you can find. Uh, so uh, why don't we do that? Nalini, do you want to share your screen? Uh, and uh, that way I can uh, take us off screen cool. and you, so you guys will be able, able to do that. We've got the screen up live for everybody.
3: Awesome.
1: Uh, and so they can see the website, which is the website is called thelicensedlawyers.com and take it away, folks.
3: Yeah, so this is great because this is what I'm doing on a daily basis, kind of looking at websites through those four fundamentals that Seth and I talk about all the time. So that's exactly how we're gonna structure this conversation. Um, So we're gonna look at technical, we're gonna look at your local, we're gonna look at your content and your link building. Uh, First and foremost-
2: just that's what the fundamentals of SEO are. So everything we're talking about today is essentially the four pillars that would make you successful. So, we, again, Nalini and I have been talking about these for years publicly, and the idea is it's no different when we get granular with your site. If there's great content and great links, it will work, and if you forget about those things, then it won't. So we have all sorts of other issues like look and feel, user interface, things like that that are an entire another conversation, but for today, you know, for instance, lots of clip art on the homepage, no real person who's gonna solve your problem. Let's put that aside and let Nalini get really granular with what are the fundamentals that need to be added to this to be successful.
3: And, and by successful, right, we mean to actually get you to rank and get that visibility, exactly like what Seth said. When you're getting a look at your site, if someone is only giving you those visual cues and they say things like, yeah, there's the shutter stock and that's terrible, that's not going to move the needle for you in the actual search results. So, as we uncover this, um, something that we like to do is kind of create a, a report that shows you from the four fundamentals. So, the first one here that we're looking at is a very, very easy, low-hanging fruit is your local And we look at the directory listings. Are they there? Are they not there? Are they incorrect? And so what I was very easily, quickly able to learn is that you do have, Jay, three different locations. You've created the Google My Businesses already. These are the addresses. But what I'm seeing is that we haven't put them through a Moz or a Bright Local or a Yext, something that can take five minutes to put it through, pay for it, let it go through, let it sit there, let it accumulate some of this juice and this uh, understanding that Google knows where you're actually Providing these services, right? First and foremost, that would be the first thing I would do when I get off this call, and then let them sit there because it's the least amount of work as well. When we look at technical, well,
2: but before that, you go, before you go yeah. there, Nalini, the So again, yeah. for lawyers that are out there, there's you know, do you go with the least expensive Amaz? Do you go with a Yex that is suppression? They're all different options, but the point is, if you put them through it immediately gives you an advantage on several levels. One is the local trying to get yourself into the three-pack, but the second is you wanna look at all those local directories as a link building opportunity and particularly the 10 most important. So stage two, after you pay for that, is going back to some of the ones that they populate, but you need to go and touch yourself like the Yelps um, and make basically making sure that you take the gimme's. Are you getting the gimme links that are sitting there that not only can you get the link from it, but you're also giving yourself authority when it comes to the local, the name, address, and phone number, which is one of those local touch points for being in the three-pack.
1: And can I ask, you know, so this is literally a brand new site. It launched, you know, less than a month ago. Uh, so it's it's sort of expected that it wouldn't really have a main directory, uh, uh, you know, a lot of directories knowing about it yet. But for the people who are, you know, who are established out there, um, is, there is there still value in, going in and checking your directory listings to make sure that you exist, even if you've been in practice for four or five or 10 years
2: even. Yes, yes and yes. yes. Um, you know, In theory, way back, not even that, that, not that distant future, I said, oh, I'll do it all by hand. It is very laborious and there are so many great tools out there that can assist you. But after that's done, the next level is to go and interact, particularly with the highest level ones by hand but this is non-negotiable, fundamental, not to do it is malpractice. You have to make sure that you are, you know, taking advantage of this. It's almost like a starter pack that's ready for you that can give you that initial boost. And at least, you know, and if you're saying for an established site, it, it should be there. The times we see problems is if somebody has moved or change phone numbers or name of firm. That's where it can be confusing, but making sure that you take advantage of the starter boost at very least, which hasn't been done here yet.
3: Excellent. The other item here too is, as you can see, there's three different screens. And to kind of explain this a little bit more, I know I rushed through that at the beginning is, Um, it's going to show you, it's going to highlight which of your items are not matching the name, address, and phone number exactly as it appears on your Google My Business. So when you see this red here, what it's saying is that um, when Google is trying to crawl this business information, it's finding a Facebook that has the address and the phone number that matches, But the name does not match your Google My Business. So when you pull these reports, if you're an established firm, it's going to also show you where you need to go back and actually fix, right? Actually log into these places and go update them so that Google can understand that this Facebook is associated with your brand and your business. Or else you're not getting the juice from having this actual listing there, right? And
2: And something I'm going to have you talk about, look at the very top one. So Google mm-hmm. right now is is confused. Is this something that's the same yeah. as Ruane Attorneys? They don't see this as a separate business. I don't know if there's a suite number for it. Is that the same address, Jay, as Ruane Attorneys?
3: That's actually
2: uh, what it, I'm it, looking for. Yeah,
1: I, I have two different suite numbers, one for uh, this and one for, uh, you, see, you, know, you see Ruane Attorneys has a suite there. And right. uh, licensed lawyers does not have the suite because it's a different. Right, but a, I, I
2: think that you probably want to create an independent suite for that other one to distinguish it. There's suites are becoming less significant. But I feel in this particular instance, you, you're going to have an issue because you don't like ruin attorneys pays the bills and makes you your money, right. you're watching a new thing. The last thing you want to do is create confusion in the eyes of Google. Make sure that it's thoroughly independent, separate phone number, separate suite number, et cetera, so that it doesn't get dragged in together, which it clearly looks like it is now.
3: Okay. And that's exactly what I was going to say there, Seth, too, is what's happening here, too, is that ruin attorneys has been established for so long when you look at what I Googled, I Googled your brand name of the new um, the new business, the new website, and I put in the actual full address. But when Google is given that information, they're still seeing this as the most powerful business that's at that address. And so I agree, I do think Seth that those um, those suite numbers do matter when you have such a powerful build out existing already and you want to establish a second one.
2: And, so I I'm gonna, and I'm going to take this for a moment and we could do it entire. entire, and we've done a separate show and we will do it again. Yeah. This raises the issue that we, Nalini and I spend tons of time thinking about, which is one site versus two. Now for running PPC, absolutely one that just does license defense. But if you're trying to rank for licensed defense, adding licensed defense pages to ruin attorneys, going to happen a lot faster. You already have the nap there, it's all ready to go. And that, that will start popping Almost within weeks, if not months. Again, conversion wise, it may be off because you don't just do that type of work, but that is the decision and the struggle you always go through when you start a niche. And are you doing, like, are you making your life harder? You know, Jay, you've done very, very well with microsites. And I, I sort of I don't believe them as microsites. They're all over time. If you put the resources in, they become sites. It's as if you built another firm for us at Price Benefits. Every one of our lawyer sites, which could be considered a microsite, has the effort of a regular standalone site. But I think that this is a great example. Of that coming together, where you have to balance the conversion rate of an of of a site that does nothing but license defense with what would you do? How much easier would your life be if all that data was just put and indexed properly on in silos on Ruane attorneys? Gotcha.
3: Yep. And so there's lots, like that said, that can be looked at and built into this. When we pull this, um, the scanning tool that we use, it only we take a print screen of these top, you know, 15, but there are hundreds of them that they're scanning, and this is the information it's giving you. You get that from there. And then very quickly, too, Seth mentioned, you know, there's a lot of different um, programs you can use. What we do suggest for folks is it depends on the size of your firm and and the cost is expensive. So Moz, I still think, is one of the best ones. It's $99 a year. Gives you everything that Yext will give you. Yext is five times that cost. Um, Bright local, I wouldn't even look into it if you're doing a simple Sally situation. Bright local is for agencies to use because there's a lot of bells and whistles that allows us to compare you to your competitors and look further into it. Things you're not going to do, so you don't need to spend on that. Gotcha. Um, just for local. Anything else to add on local there, Seth, or questions from you, Jay?
1: Nothing from me. All
3: right. And we might end up bringing it back into the conversation because all four of the fundamentals kind of loop in together. But technical. Technical is going to be that foundational element, the the behind the scenes that Google needs to understand. How are your pages related to one another? How many pages of each topic do you actually have? How does that coding in the back end talk to the bot and relay that you are the smartest person in the room ahead of your competition, right? So when we're talking about technical, we're talking about the structure of your URLs, we're talking about the title tags and the meta descriptions, the information you're teaching the bot. So, first and foremost, um, Jay, you're doing licensing here. What's your let's What's you going to be your biggest audience or someone that's really going to make your money here? The nurses um,
1: most likely, probably.
3: The nurse. So we're under who do we help? You've got a nice. It's very visually appealing to be able to see all the things that you can help. When I come here, it doesn't go away. I can like oh, this whole bar stays up. I love it. Um, so if I'm going to go to nurses let's take a look at what you've got, right? This is your your money-making page is what you just told me. So content looks uh, decent enough in, in, in length, you might want to actually have that a little bit longer, but this URL structure, is this telling Google exactly what you do as your services? So when we look at this, the way that I like to break down the URLs is that this is your tree trunk, that's your, that's your root, right? Um, everything that comes in the second section is considered a microsite or a whole separate section on your site that Google can say, okay, well, what did they know about this topic, right? I consider that the branch coming off of your tree trunk. And then these pages are gonna be all of your leaves. How much do you have about this microsite, right? The more leaves you have, the more services that you're, the more information you're giving, the stronger your branch gets. The more branches you have that are strong in that rank, The stronger your domain authority and your tree trunk will become and as you build out more of these these different practice areas that you have think about it from that perspective if you've got four awesome branches Google's gonna say okay he's putting up a fifth branch that's cool his tree trunk's super strong right so you do have this a lot of people when we look at their websites and I challenge people listening right now to go look at your site I bet you have if you go to your practice areas That this literally says practice dash areas it doesn't tell the location it doesn't tell that it's car accident it doesn't tell that it's cui it doesn't tell you what is actually this whole section of your site right so you're doing a great job by saying okay it's healthcare licenses and then i've got nurse defense if i come down here and i look at pharmacists i would expect to see that it is going to follow suit and you're going to have healthcare licenses pharmacist defense right now, what I would do to build this out stronger is because you have three locations that you are trying to target folks, I would make sure that a location was included in this URL structure. So it would become you know, city healthcare licenses. And then everything that comes off of it should be specific to that city so that when someone's standing in that area, and I am a nurse and I say, my license just got suspended, I need a lawyer, right? Google is going to look at my phone or my computer figure out where I'm standing and they're going to say, all right, who in this general area next to the searcher has information about healthcare licenses specific to nurses, right? And if you had that city here and you had that city in your content, you're going to be telling Google that you, hey, I'm the person for the searcher right now. So just that would be that next step I take. So you're already doing a great job with the structure here. There's just always a little bit more that can be done to be even more specific. The more you teach the bot, the better through your technical. Well, right.
2: Anything to add there, um, Seth? So yeah, I, have- I, I had a couple of thoughts, and I'm going to take this to a more advanced level and thought, which is not necessarily what you'd get here because there's a lot of low hanging fruit to clean up. But mm-hmm. one thought is it's nicely organized with healthcare licenses and all those different things under it. But the but one of my sort of concerns, bigger picture, we're taking to the next level, is that you don't necessarily have people searching for healthcare licenses. You really have people searching for each of those different types underneath. And by going an extra spot off the homepage in hierarchy, are you making it harder to get the juice to those lower pages? Now, if there's not much competition, that's fine. And again, in your case, that may be fine, given that this is not a hard fought after area, but essentially that is a holding page to, To that, and it it troubles me in general, something that may, may not be a better answer, it may be the right thing for here, what Nalini's talking about is, do we go geography, and then to the specific type of case that's within it, great, if you're doing, you know, a healthcare and getting to the geography, and you're gonna have a different silo for each geography, great, but making sure that you're careful that that's not just a wasted internal page Where you're putting a lot of effort that if that pay, and again, it's a double-edged sword because you don't want to make it nursing defense because then if that's the primary page and all these other ones are under it, then it would be a bad user experience for somebody going for podiatrists. At the same time, you're going to have to get a lot of juice two levels off the homepage to make that a successful page in a competitive market.
3: Yep. And that's what, what's kind of highlighted here is what Seth's saying, but agreed. You can't just have a Weathersfield nurse licensed defense page. You're going to need the podiatrist. You're going to need the, all the other aspects you're doing, but it does bring it to a branch. You're no longer having to go to the leaves to figure it out. It makes it that much closer to your strong tree trunk. So, so pretty much just prioritizing and figuring out what needs to be there.
2: And I'll, um, I'll leave you going back to that healthcare page. If you Nalini can go back to the original structure that he had, yeah. the thing that that sort of could be done is almost like a symphony with an overture that you could show the different types of one, which you may in fact do lo- lower down that page, having those all link out. I know you have your links on the right, but the idea that this is an overarching Sort of showing all of your different healthcare in one place, you can get that. Instead, you can get that to be a very long page by having a couple sentences on each type that you do linking to the internal page. The key to be careful about, again, this is second, you know, higher level stuff. You want to make sure that you don't confuse Google, that they know that next page is your nurse page. At the same time, you're trying to show the Google bot hey, we're licensed defense. Here's our healthcare. It includes nurses. And here's the nursing page. You want to be able to show a clear path to it where you're not confusing Google at the same time, having the healthcare paid license page, where you know that there's not a highly searched term compared to those individual sub pages. That's a balancing act you have to do.
3: Mm-hmm. And this is also, you've got a ton of content in a ton of different categories, which is a little bit more than what the traditional lawyer is going to have, right? Um, they have their one practice area and then they've got their five to six pages that come off of that practice area that they do. So this is going to be a little bit more in depth, but all of what Seth is saying is still concept of what works for lawyer sites as well. Um, so we, this, is, this is structure. You can see a lot goes into just the URLs, but now when we want to also take a look at your title tags, your meta descriptions, we kind of pull a list, an excel sheet of all of the pages that are on your website and kind of look at that information. So here what you can see is each page's URL, so each of these is a page. We're able to check very quickly, is there a 404 error? Is the status okay? and you're doing well on that? It's brand new. so you've got you know no pages that are ridiculous and are errors in technical issues. Um, but when we look at your title tags, this first one here is your home page. And so, of course, that's going to be your tree trunk and your most important. Um, something that I've seen off the bat here when we um, when you can see the red highlight is title tag um, meta description and the title tag length and the meta description. So, um, you know, Seth has has followed best practices with his sites for a long time to do that with ours. And so what they say is what, 66 is the the character length for a, a title tag of the information that Google is going to read before it gets bored, right? So you can make your title tag much longer. It allows you to put it in. But those first 66 characters are going to be what you're judged on. And so Seth, do you want to talk a little bit about the importance of like having a meta description on your title, on your,
2: well, to, uh, so to, let's, let's divide the three 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 points I'll make first, given that they're not going to read that Google will not historically, we kept Google to the 60 some odd characters. Yahoo would read more. So it was okay to keep it longer. The idea being the award winning is not going to work as a, SEO touchpoint is a conversion touchpoint. So first, making sure there is a strong meta description, which I don't see here. Those need to be filled out. Nalini can speak to that. Second, if you are going to have only part of your title tag read, let's make sure it's the keywords you want. Connecticut uh, professional licensed defense lawyers, the licensed lawyers, and then maybe add the the, um, award winning at the end of that so that it doesn't count towards it. But if you look down that list, and if you could flip back for one second, that you see that on those internal pages, you're not using nearly as many characters as you could. There's all this white space under the home page. So for all those other pages, it's sort of, I to me, the title tag has always been precious. It's not as precious as it once was. Back in the day, you could put a title tag for anything And it would pop. If you change the title tag, immediately Google would read that title tag. And it was like, it was an overwhelming signal to the SERPs, to the the algorithm for the SERPs. Right now, you have all that white space on the right side of title one uh, uh, row E could be used up for other rich keywords to help signal Google. This is your one opportunity to jump up and down and brag about what that page is for so that. For example, you might even get the word, connect. you know, um, you might even get the, you know, the town and Connecticut. If it's a uh, dentist, if it, you want to do, if there's another term you're trying to throw into that same page, like orthodontist, for example, if there's something else that will make you money, you have all that white space to fill in and reinforce that piece before you even get to descriptions, which I'll let Nalini talk about.
3: Yeah. And, and just on what Seth said there, right? What are some examples of what you could add in that white space? So here is the nurse discipline page. And I like actions taken against Connecticut nurses, but at the same time, what is somebody actually searching? If I've just had uh, an action taken on me, I'm probably going to say, um, you know, my license is suspended or about to get suspended. So by having those rich keywords in there, that's going to help too with the, the search. Right, and I,
2: and I can't count up on the fly, but if you had that, what you just had there, suspended yeah. license nursing, And then you say defense wouldn't fit, but you just have it so it makes it reads nicer, but it gets Mm -hmm. all your rich keywords read. To me, that's the home run. So it's free short of writing it. If you can make sure that you use up all that white space, it's just extra really rich opportunity to signal Google as to what you want that page found for.
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And guys, I know that everybody hears about these title tags and all that good stuff, but... um, where does that actually appear on the search results this is your title tag these blue words that you click on so the consumer is actually seeing it and it can actually be something from the consumer point of view that they'll want to read and might be engaging for them to click into your site as well and then as we get into meta description this part here the description underneath that is what this next column that we're going to talk about actually is right the the meta description of all right, well, I can see that they do this from that blue line, but now let me read a little bit more and decide if I want to continue and convert into the site. So as we have the most important, I would say, is your is your homepage. You don't want it to just be homepage shows up and then you have the blue line. And then what it'll do if you don't have a meta description is it will just take the first few words from that page and it'll cut it off. And that may not be the most succinct or the best way to grab somebody to come to your site. So while you have the opportunity, utilize it, right? You've done that really well with these um, descriptions that you've made up here for your sites. And so these are going to pull people in, but taking some time to add in the description. Some of these I understand are your category pages. And so this is exactly what Seth was saying is, maybe these are almost like a wasted page in between that are not, that are closer to your, your homepage in that site structure that maybe aren't even necessary. What if we cut this out and the next stage was just new haven um, you know, dentist issues, right? And then you don't have these pages that you, you have to leave blank and you're not telling Google, what is this page about? So thinking about that with your, your structure. Um, but as you look here too, I highlighted these to say that these are definitely your low hanging fruits of not having a ton of characters. You could probably add, you could double almost some of these. You're only half as long as you can be. And then some of these down here might be uh, a little bit too long. You want to make sure that if it's over that 66 character limit that you're going to take a look and see, can I move the the, the words towards the end, towards the, the beginning of Seth's set? said. So. And
2: Melanie, as we move to the next segment, I'll just leave Jay with this anecdote. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that these descriptions and title tags are not ideal. Um, I was on a project with three of the smartest, wealthiest lawyers in the country. We we're doing a group project together and they hired some Yahoo's out of L.A., to build a WordPress site. This is a number of years ago when 120,000 was even more than we feel like it is today. And every single title tag was the law firm name. So it, it was just such a joke. It is such... Easy low hanging fruit for you to be able to take advantage. And if you're not doing it, it's just a, a shame. And at the description, similarly, it's you this is your opportunity to sort of be able to signal. Sometimes Google will choose its own language, but if you it gives you the opportunity to say, Hey, given my druthers, this is what I want to see shown.
3: Yep, absolutely. So I need a moment here.
1: here. I need a moment. I, I guess like a standing <laughs> eight count. I've taken some body blows. Uh, so, okay, uh, you know, I've, I've recollected myself now launch into the next one. Okay. Thank you. (laughs)
3: Um, so technical, that's the biggest part because that's your foundation. Then you get into well, content and, um, and your link building. And so for your content, you've got a ton of categories. So you have all the opportunity to create content. What I would say is, you know, as Seth said earlier, making that content um, even more visually appealing where you can do more internal linking um, on some of these pages to to put bullet point lists of some of these other items so that people can easily get from one to the next, even though it's on the side menu. Um, to make the pages a little bit longer, especially your practice area pages, the most important pages, we'd say, you know, 500 to 800s is where you should start. But you can always grow to a thousand words on a page, which is is helpful, but Seth, do you have thoughts on- well, No, I was gonna this? say
2: for your money landing page, if nursing is where you're gonna make your money and you think it's the most, that shouldn't be your 450 word page. That should be a thousand word minimum. Like, so mm-hmm. if you have a money page, making sure those are built out. Um, I would also say, again, this is going back to strategy, higher level. This is not about the quality of your content. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's money balling. You have so many hours of free labor or low cost labor from your law students. How do you want it used? And so, You know, what I don't know is how many people are fighting for licensed defense around the state. And could you get a great silo of, of nursing defense, right. Or optometry defense on one page that just references different parts of the state so it shows that you cover it all. Again, if it's DUI, that won't work and you need to be more granular because other people are really competing in all these areas. But if you know there are three or four competitors, you know where they're located and you see what they have online, which is likely not what Jay Ruane's gonna end up with, do you wanna sort of focus on deeper, richer conference content about nursing defense without having to play the game that we do in hyper-competitive markets where you're doing Pages. This is the dance that I hate doing, but needs to be done. It can't mm-hmm. be duplicate content. But when you have seven different counties or a hundred different cities you want to cover, when you're in car wrecks, you may need a page for each of those. But here, you may be able to get away with some FU awesome pages on nursing defense in Connecticut showing you cover all these different areas without having to do independent pages for each. Just something to think about and look at the competition and where it's at.
1: Yeah. So my seen- competition. My biggest competitor, I guess, in the market has five pages total uh, on this yeah. a- practice area in in, in everything, and uh, most of them have two pages or one, uh, but the biggest one has uh, you know a silo top and then four pages underneath it. Uh, that's right why for everything. Out. So
2: so what I'm saying to you is hey let you know assume over time it's going to gain authority and get the links to it that we'll talk about in a minute. Do you need to go with that many different geography pages? If you can demonstrate that this is a statewide practice and does it for all these areas and that you add those three naps so it knows where you are, you may not, or you may say, hey, for these two or three where I have a competitor, I'll build out a page to go head to head against them and their five pages, but everywhere else, it, you know, are you putting resources that could be used better going deep rather than going across this way when it's not necessary? Gotcha.
3: Yeah. Yep. And I think that that's where everything comes down to context, right? Where you guys are talking about, well, what is my competitor doing? Because that's all I need to do to do a little bit more than them. It's a rat race. But for some of the lawyers on here who are in more competitive areas, and as Seth was mentioning, you know, I hate having to do it, but it's true. You've got to create those deeper pages and show a wealth of knowledge. I think sometimes it's a little bit easier to maybe see it. So Seth, I'm going to pull this up and we'll see what happens here. Um, So (laughs) this is, uh, you know, Seth's side for the criminal side of things, Dave Benowitz, but he's in DC. And so to see how that structure goes when you get those deeper pages, let's go to DUI, right? Criminal, that's going to be your money-making page. You have that DC DUI lawyer page. These are the pages Seth was just talking about. When you have all these deeper pages that show the different types of issues, people could end up in these scenarios for DUI, right? And so as you're looking at this what Google's able to say through that structure again that we mentioned earlier is hey here's your branch and here's how many leaves are on this branch every one of those pages there were so many of them probably like 30 pages Google's able to say that you have 30 pages of information on on DC DUI. if someone stands there there's so much competition but you have more pages than them whereas we're saying with jsite JS right now that person doesn't have as much you know, he doesn't have as much competition. He doesn't need to go as deep into creating these pages. But if you're listening right now and you're like, well, I'm not in that boat. I've got somebody who's down my neck and he's got a million pages of content. This is the structure that you're looking to build out is to build each of your practice areas by location and then create those different pages across every single location you're doing. Um, But the low low hanging fruit, I'm excited to see the strategy you end up pulling off with this. And as you get the domain authority up, it's gonna be easier for you too, right? Um, and then somebody else tries to get into here, you've established it, so they've got to catch up to you, which is which is the cool part. Um, so content, that's kind of what we have to offer there. Um, in terms of kind of you're building it out, you're not going to have to build out too much more, but um, yeah, I like that you're also doing these internal links to things. Now that you've got your content um, and you've got some competitors out there who may have similar answers to you, when Google has to say, well, who should I show? Should I show Jay's site or this other licensed lawyer site? It comes down to, well, how many people are actually endorsing your content? How many people are out there raising their hand saying, I trust Jay and I trust his information enough to link from my site to yours. And by having the kind of content that is going to make you an authority or have a cool resource that other people will want to link to, that's that's step one. You've got so much um, information on this site already in terms of Cut and dry. Here's what the laws are. I wonder if there was a way to make something more interactive. I don't know if you have this on the horizon in ideas. You're always, you know, you're always thinking of new things. But taking like the top 10 laws that get broken or something like that, and making those infographics or resource pages that are that are more um, interactive. And those types of pages, as you create that content, lead to better links uh, and lead to having abilities to go and ask people to link to you. But aside from that. And the way that everybody else functions in the world is who are you? Who's your brand offline and how do we leverage it? So thinking about what do you have above your competition, your years and experience as a lawyer, you speaking at things, making sure that you're going to all of those websites and that you're getting a link back to this site and to the most important pages, right? And right now you just started it. So looking at kind of this this backlink that we pulled up is not gonna be really helpful right now, right? You just started. This is more for me to look at when somebody's established and to say, hey, you've been building really spammy links or hey, you're a one trick pony. I see that you were able to get on this one website and every month you go put yourself there more and more. But what you're doing is you're telling Google, I've got one friend out there who trusts me and I keep putting more backlinks there. So the big thing you want to do is make sure there's a variety. Make sure that you're getting on new websites, not just the same old websites. Um, What I have highlighted here in red It's just something to, to look at. And it's interesting when it comes through Ahrefs is the program we use. You can see the number of backlinks that are being attributed to you from this page, right? This is where the backlinks coming from. This is what it's linking to on your site, right? This is the title of it. And you can also see the link anchor, which is what are the words that are actually linked on that site to your website? Extremely important. And we'll come back to that in a second. When you see a number like this, this is insanity, right? <laughs> that sounds very spammy that there's 7,000 backlinks oh, coming It from. just,
2: it's, it's, just a, it's probably a footer or something like that.
3: Exactly, exactly. And so some people will look at that and you, you'll be told, oh my God, this is terrible. You need to get this off your site. It's so spammy you're going to die when the next algorithmic update comes up. But what it means is it could just be this courthouse square is a very reputable um, directory listing. Right, What is happening and where they're getting this number is that when you're on there and you search for any number of keywords having to do with license, you're going to come up in all those search results. And so you're in that many things, essentially. Um So it's, take it with a grain of salt is my point here that you really need to look deeper.
2: Your- I'm going I'm to pivot this slightly differently, which is it's just. <laughs> building it over time. Jay, this is what you're great at. It's the natural networking, making sure it's there. The positive is that they're going to all different pages. So this is Mm -hmm. something as you're building it out, the link URL, it's going to all different internal pages because look at that nurse page. If you really wanna be found for nursing, making sure that you have some links to that internal page. Top page, great, it's the easiest. When you do a press piece, they're gonna to go to the home page. But if you have the choice, if you're writing a blog, making sure that you get love to that internal page, which I would consider your money page, and that the anchor text is the last piece. You know, Back in the day, you could go up to 5% spammy anchor text, Connecticut DUI lawyer. That is something that's a thing of the past. You do need anchor text to signal to Google at some level we are so conservative on that. So our, our attitude is high quality content and authoritative links stay away from the line. There are people out there that will push further to the line where they want more spammy anchor text, but rather than being Connecticut def- uh, licensed defense lawyer, you know, having some version of that. And if you, especially given the name of your site, that just having the URL link, Will do you good because those are keywords in that link. And so mm-hmm. you're choosing a strategic name of giving yourself an advantage over Ruane Attorneys, where if it was going to, as we talked about earlier in this conversation, if you were building on Ruane Attorneys, you would want to somehow have some version of those licensed defense nurse terms in those keywords. Possibly more because they already know your brand. You're doing everything you can to signal Google what's there without going over the top with super spammy anchor text.
3: Yep. And it's all about that ratio. So if you do have keywords in your URL and your brand name, that's great to just have your name. If you're just a generic law firm and your John Smith law firm, trying not to have 100% of your link anchor as your brand is is what you should not be. you should not have 100% of your anchor text in your brand name if it's just your name right because at the end of the day if you type in your firm name john smith law firm you're going to show up number 1 it's a branded search you're not teaching google anything new link anchor is an, a is a great place to teach google what you do so using keywords but not too spammy Absolutely. Right.
2: So for instance, Jay, when you're speaking, very often it'll be Ruane attorneys, Jay Ruane, the home run would be potentially without going spammy, right? To get uh, a speaking engagement to say Connecticut DUI lawyer as your link. That's a bit spammy. But Jay Ruane, Connecticut DUI lawyer, that's a contextual link. If that whole thing links, it's, yes. it's not like you're a pure spam, but it is giving Google those rich keywords in there. And that can be helpful to sort of bridge that gap.
3: And a lot of people also ask, well, how do you even determine what the link is going to be on somebody else's website? Like, I'm not the one posting it. And that's when you are submitting content to someone. Right. Say you are providing an article that you wrote to a blogger. You need to make sure that you guide them and you show them which parts of that article you want to link to your site. So make sure that you're, you're putting that extra ask in there and, and everything will be fine and easy. And no one's going to say no to you in most cases there. Um, So that's link building in a nutshell. And we did local a little bit earlier. So you got your four fundamentals there. Uh, Generally, any questions on stuff that we went over on the site here?
1: Uh, I've got a million, (laughs) but I I just, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm taking it all in. I mean, it looks like we've got a decent foundation and now it's just a matter of of cleaning up a lot of little little minor things that uh, need to be fixed. And I'm sure no matter who builds your website, there's always going to be a need for for a cleanup uh, in, in times like this. And we, we did this internally. We certainly don't have the years of experience that you guys have in doing this stuff. So,
3: But yeah. and this was very earlier on, right? So a lot of these things we're talking about are just in the future. You're going to come up to that and you're going to do it right there. But the people who have had a website for five ten years or even three years and haven't looked at it you are the guys that need to be looking at these items and seeing are they keeping up with the best practices right um and it's a little bit different than what we've done here with with jay today but fundamentals are all still the same and so i'll okay. stop sharing here um all
1: right. and i'll bring people back up here when you yeah. stop sharing there's seth and uh let's see Bring me back
2: up here. Well, so, well, while you're, here. While you're letting your gears turn, right. I'm super excited. I hope you, you've gotten a lot out of this. This is great. I, I, really, I really
1: have. This was, this was great because, you know, one of the things I, I I tend to think I know a little bit about this stuff, but seeing it in context uh, really helped me sort of understand the value of doing certain things. And, you know, some of the stuff like the titles, I, I thought we did okay, but obviously there's room for improvement. And that's like anything, you know, like, like being a lawyer, you could always improve yourself. Uh, by studying more and doing things better, just like uh, we can do with this website. So that, so thank you for that. It gives us uh, something to go on. And and that's the purpose of the hot seat, right? The hot seat is to not necessarily beat you up and make you feel down. Uh, but of course, it is going to point out some things that you can be doing better so that you can you know, grow and and get better and and scale and do what it is you, you want to do with the advice of people who really truly know what they're talking about. Uh, that's why we have Alini here today on the technical stuff. That's why we have Seth uh, because the hot seat is important. Uh, you know, it, it, one of the great things about this forum that we have is that we can really help people sort of get the answers to questions that they might not even know that they have. So uh, that was the purpose of the hot seat. And I certainly uh, thank you guys for being with us and and making this happen, because I certainly got a lot out of it. I'd like to think that our viewers did it as well.
3: And that report that, you know, I didn't actually scroll through it, the first one that I showed just with the citation screenshots, but that report that we create really does take you through the four fundamentals. That's where I got most of my talking points ahead of time looking at your site. Um, And that's something that we just provide. So, you know, if people ever want to, you've had a website for a few years and you just want to take a look at it in DIY or whatever, hit us up and I'm happy to send that over.
1: Yeah, like some of the things that you said, like Moz, that's something that any lawyer could could sign up for. Uh, fill that up. They don't need a, an SEO company to do that. Uh, they can, you know, on a Friday when things are a little slow and they want to run that test and, and sign up for that $99 a year product that that that's something that that they're capable of doing if they made it through the rule against perpetuities and made it through a bar exam or two they can sit there and plug away right excellent excellent Excellent. all right
2: jay i hope you enjoyed it i can't wait for our next segment with ryan i can't wait to hear what he has to say this will be exciting
1: this is this is exciting so part two of this new show this new tuesday show that we're doing is going to be our friend ryan mckeen Uh, who's going to be talking to us about books uh, and his takeaways from all the books that he devours. Uh, So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to be able to get Ryan's segment queued up. And when we come back, we'll be back with Let's Book It with Ryan McKee.
0: You're listening to Maximum Growth Live from Maximum Lawyer Media. We'll be right back after this short break.
4: Hey, it's Becca here. I'm sure you've heard Jim and Tyson mention the Guild on the Maximum Lawyer podcast, but you might still be wondering, what exactly is
3: the Guild? It's this perfect mix of a community, group coaching, and a mastermind. Inside you'll gain support, tap into a network of connections, and gain access to weekly events and trainings. In case you missed it, September is the last month to lock in at our lowest member price before the increase on October 1st. So head to MaximumLawyer.com and click on the Guild page to join us. Do you want to get into social media marketing? Unsure of where to begin? The FirmFlex DIY plan was created for small firm and solo lawyers who want to start social media marketing for their firm but can't commit to the large budgets many agencies charge. In just five minutes a day, with the help of the FirmFlex coaches, You get daily ideas, weekly themes, hashtags, and stock images you can use to post on social media and market your firm. With a private and vibrant Facebook group you can always turn to, the FirmFlex DIY plan gives you the ultimate control over your marketing. By
4: using the FirmFlex DIY program, as well as our weekly coaching and industry leading hacks, you can set your social media up for success, all for around $3 a
3: day. Try it today at getfirmflex.com DIY.
4: In this world today, if you want to grow your business, you want to grow your firm, you want to take on more cases and make a bigger impact, you have to have a digital blueprint. Statistically, throughout the time that we've been working with Blue Shark Digital, our law firm, the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, grew over 1,400%.
1: Seth and his team have years of experience in this area. Blue Shark is truly a part of the firm. So, I don't consider Blue Shark any different than the employees in my office. I know I could trust their, their input and their advice because they truly care about the people that they work with and just want to see you succeed.
4: Hi, it's Ryan McKean, and welcome to the very first episode of Just Book It. Each week what I'm going to do is review a book and give you the two or three takeaways that I've gotten from the book and share it with you. And I'm so excited about this. I walk around all the time listening to books on audio and dictating notes into Apple Notes of lessons that I've learned from books that I've been listening to. And I get to share it with you. I'm grateful for this platform and I'm grateful for Maximum Growth Live. Let's get right into it. My first book that I've reviewed is Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter by Curtis Jackson. And thanks for the recommendation, Christopher Nicolason. Curtis Jackson, as many of you know, is 50 Cent. And I first heard 50 Cent um, my first year in law school when I heard In the Club. And that was a very popular song, but that was 18 years ago um, at this point. So um, a lot has happened in that time. And Curtis Jackson is a true rags to riches story he grows up with an absentee father his mom dies when he's young he lives with his grandparents he sells drugs he gets in with the wrong people he becomes a successful recording artist ultimately a successful business person ultimately a television producer and along the way he suffers setbacks he ends up having to file bankruptcy he makes mistakes and in this book Curtis Jackson Explains those lessons, talks about what he's learned, and talks candidly about his successes and failures. Look, the man has been shot eight times and gone on to have, you know, really an immense amount of success over the past two decades in almost whatever it is that he has touched. So here's my three takeaways. Takeaway number one is to prioritize fitness and health. Um, Curtis Jackson, one of the antidotes in the book, he talks about how he was sponsoring champagne, and what he would do is go into clubs and promote the champagne, and he would get paid very well to promote the champagne, except that his people, his entourage, would give him a glass of Diet Ginger Ale, so when everybody else was drinking champagne, and he was being paid to be there and promote the product. He's sipping on ginger ale because he's got—he knows that he's got to get up early the next morning, get his workout done, get into the studio, record, and move his business forward. So he's constantly prioritizing—you know—health and fitness and wellness throughout the entire book. He talks about meditation and mantras, uh, and Deepak Chopra. And he really, really stresses fitness. And it's really a fundamental building block to all of his other success. And I think about the example of, you know, champagne and and ginger ale. When I think about, um, you know, consuming social media, um, you are much better off producing social media and then constantly scrolling for your whole life, promoting your business, getting what's done that needs to be done. Um, And really, the alcohol is a distraction. The alcohol detracts from that. So prioritizing fitness is really the first lesson. The second lesson to take away from this is know your value. Curtis Jackson writes about a young, up-and-coming rapper named Gilly, and he is convinced Gilly has hits on his hand and is the next big thing in rap. And he walks him in through Interscope Records, gets him to the top executives, and they offer him a great deal. Uh, except for the fact that Gilly wants a million dollars, he had it in his head that he he wanted a million dollar deal, and he turns it down. And one of the things Curtis Jackson really makes a point of doing all throughout this book is not focusing on your first paycheck, focusing on the potential for a deal. And he talks about how you know a lot of the errors that people make is is either overestimating or underestimating their value. So a lot of self-awareness as to the value that you bring and a lot of looking at the big big picture potential for a project is very important. Number three is really fluid intelligence and the ability to observe people and observe what is happening. And there's two great examples of this. One involves my hometown of Hartford, Connecticut, and one of the things Curtis Jackson talks about out is how if he knew a song was going to hit in Hartford, he knew it could be a hit elsewhere. Um, it was hard to break through in a place like a market like New York. But in Hartford, it was close enough, but far enough where you could you could get some traction on on songs and really test out what is going to be a hit. The other thing he talks about in this regard, really, is his deal that he signed with Vitamin Water. What he did is he realized that, um, you know, he was looking to, to branch out, and he realized that the number one selling product at concerts was water, which makes sense. Most people are under 21, and he found the markups on water to be, you know, much higher than the markups on alcohol. And so what he did is he got into, uh, he had some Vitamin Water one day at the gym, and per- Approach them about a sponsorship deal and ultimately gets equity in the company to promote them and makes a lot of money um, selling vitamin water. And again, all he was doing is just observing people. And the last and most, maybe most profound aspect of this is his um, star show uh, power I guess is it's just very very successful and what he realized is he wanted the show on Saturday night because he knew the same people who were in clubs when they were 20 were now home in their late 30s and on couches and looking for some excitement on Saturday night and traditionally Saturday night television lags in ratings but he knew that this was the uh, this was what people wanted and he gave it to them so constantly observing people observing markets and observing what's going on that can give you the edge in conclusion i give this book three stars um there's a lot of good stories in here but there's just a lot of business platitudes you know things like um you know about about hire good lawyers or surround yourself with good people or you know on how to negotiate be patient. And a lot of it is sort of preachy and platitudes. The stories are really good. Um so that's what bumps it to 3 stars. You should read this if you are a fan of music books or you are looking for sort of a rags.
1: All right, great review by Ryan. Thank you so much for being with us. As usual, we went over Seth had to jump off and take a call, but we're going to have another live show for you this Thursday. 3 p.m. Eastern with Andrew Finkelstein, who is an amazing, amazing lawyer and business owner. So be sure to tune in. Check that out live Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And also come back for another edition of the Tuesday show next Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. We love giving you this content. If you want to participate in any of our hot seats, just leave us a comment down below. Can't wait to see you again. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.